Welcome to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy, Ryback, joined once again this week by Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc. Raj, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining me this week. Yeah. Every week. Yeah, this week is one of those uh, those crazy ones. I'm traveling tomorrow, so we're recording this a little early. But uh, yeah, thanks as always for, for uh, accommodating that. No, the, the Raj back is back once again. I've seen a few photos floating around of that. Uh, oh, boy. I do need to explain because people every week, this is a, a thing I see reoccurring. A lot of people don't understand because there's obviously not sound. The remote, I'm I'm known for going behind the show, over the shoulder with the remote. It is to, to refresh the screen. There's not a setting on there. If I leave, if I let it go for too long, it will, it'll shut off like every 15 minutes. So I just have a horrible habit of constantly refreshing the screen so it does not go off so Gosh. that's for some some of the comments because a lot of people they think i'm adjusting some sort of volume and i am not so full clearance up front full, full disclosure disclosure yes thank you <laughs> full clearance full disclosures yeah uh so this month it's uh we're in, and we're into march uh, a lot of contracts are coming up luke harper is going to be a free agent he's yes. already back to using his old uh name Brody lee matt hardy is now a free agent he's a free agent as of uh sunday march 1st um he's been teasing going you know everywhere but you know except but the nfl pretty much on his twitter <laughs> um, but it is expected that he'll probably go to aew he did put out a video uh with the young bucks appearing at the end so um yeah uh, your thoughts on hardy being a free agent and where do you think uh where do you think the right spot is for him yeah i think it was inevitable there unless something drastically changed which uh and i know and i and i had a little interaction with him uh maybe four or five weeks ago over some stuff we talked about on here and, and just pretty much just saying spot on. And uh, so I kind of, he, he's been in that system for so long. I think um, and we all know how it works and I think it was just let the contract run out and um, he'll probably enjoy a little downtime after, you know, being there for the last few years and, I would, I would, uh, I would hope he goes to AEW personally because I, I think the more like a guy like that you want there work not just for himself, but to be um, working with the younger guys and instilling some of that uh, psychology because he does have good psychology uh, and he's very creative and I think he's gonna he'll be, be very beneficial to to that AEW roster. Uh, if he can get there eventually, I think though I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if he did a little little run on the indies again though, just uh, because I mean you can clean up when uh, as far as financially on that and enjoy some. It's very laid back and, and it's very enjoyable there when uh, you first leave WWE as far as what, that money that is offered on the table and it, it, it's 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 great and he he will be able to probably have a nice run with that if he wants and then go to AEW or just jumps right in one day a week. Anyways, he may just be ready and you go. Know, so I, I hope AEW though, end of the day. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it it seems like you see what Jericho's doing. Uh, Matt Hardy, obviously, very creative, and yes. and uh, that seems like that would be you know impact as well. But impact is kind of off the radar right now. Yeah, we haven't talked about impact TV ratings, but. They are actually access has is now subscribed to Nielsen. So, okay. um, so if their ratings made the top 150, they would be showing up, but they're not making the top 150. No, it's, um, with the amount of wrestling there is, and then now WWE and now AEW taken securing that number two spot, I would say, or I mean, you got NXT, you got, it's. You got four big wrestling shows on every week, essentially. It's and then on top of all the other wrestling out there, it's I like I've said, and it's nothing against Impact. I've never, even back when they were TNA, I never, I, I never, I, there would be periods where I'd see it and I, I would watch for a little. It's just never been something I've I've just gotten into. And not yeah. to say that it hasn't been great at times. I'm sure that it has. It's just they, they, it's an uphill battle for sure. Yeah, there was a period there when they brought Kurt Angle in and it, they were doing the Kurt Angle Samoa Joe stuff where yeah. I, it was really interesting. And I then, watched some of that with Kurt. Yeah. When Kurt went there was when I actually, it opened my eyes a little bit more to it actually. And, and cause, yeah. I mean, his, some of his best years were probably there. Yeah. So it was but, uh, yeah. now with everything with them and then the, the women fighting for the, the title. Like, I just don't, I don't know. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Moose uh, did an interview with us at Wrestling Inc. earlier this week where he basically said that uh, he has no interest in competing for the Impact World title because he he doesn't like the visual of it. It, That Yeah. Or that could be a great – I actually did see a piece of that. Could be a great way also to set up something doing something if they want to. But uh, if that's his true stance on it, I don't blame him one bit. And I'm sure he's not alone on that. So Yeah. Uh, Lance Archer was supposed to debut on Dynamite. Um, this was one of those rare we- weeks where AEW advertised something and didn't do it. Uh, I think they did it one other time with Chris Statlander. She had a previous engagement, so she couldn't do the title match. But uh, yeah, so Lance Archer still signed with the company. Uh, creatively, obviously, some plan changed. Um, Jake the Snake Roberts did appear. He teased bringing in someone. Obviously, the names floating around were Archer. Or uh, Luke Harper, who's a, who's going to be free uh, here in just a few days, or Matt Hardy. Um, what did you think of Jake Roberts' promo? I, and uh, who do you think who do you think would benefit most with having Roberts uh, at, by their side? Yeah, man, I, I liked it. I liked how, seeing Jake back out there. I like I like how it, with Cody and them, they AEW, they've incorporated some some past legends that maybe haven't been figured into the WWE uh, in recent years or for, for a long time at that, for that matter. Uh, I liked it. And I think Jake can still, can still speak. And I thought the, there were several really nice points in that. And uh, at first when it was going on, I was a little, um, it was, it was, you could t- the people wanted to cheer Jake. Right. And, uh, Cause I think, and he's overcome so much. And so in bringing him out uh, in more of a heel role uh, as like the Jake the Snake that we we knew very well from growing up, um, I liked he told a story in the ring, essentially, and with the whole Caesar thing and Cody. And it was, I just think, I know Jake and I, I, the close, and this is a thing with wrestling, and we learned this in, in WWE and coming up not only through developmental, but when promo class and, and with Vince, because Vince is very smart. Vince is... He's just choosing to have a, a bad business model solely for 
for profit now and not necessarily on creating stars, but he does know how to create stars. And he is, you got to have a, uh, you want to have a big close and you want, you want to leave, have, you want to leave the promo with people to have something to, to remember it by. And I thought that close was very, very strong, quick. And it was, it was a fuck you in a, in a very well done way. And, uh, Cody, Cody did a, an amazing job of putting it over, and that's what you do, and you you give the the heels their moment there to set up for later on. And I enjoyed it, and it was the and at the end of the day they told it they told a story. Yeah, and yeah. I want to see where it goes, and who do I think it will benefit the most? It will have to see. I'm I'm a little impartial. I like I like Luke Harper a lot, uh, and that may be a good transition having uh, Luke's a big tall guy as well, and having Jake with him uh, as his Lance Archer as well. Um, and, and I think that, that pairing wise, either one of those, I think could pair up nicely with Jake. So yeah, absolutely. Just depends what direction they want to go. And, uh, we'll, we'll see both are great guys. So it's an, it's a nice opportunity for both. Yeah. I, I, th- I do think that even though a big percentage of AEW fans are new Japan fans, they're probably more, still more familiar with Luke Harper, obviously. So it might give, you know, Lance Archer a little more uh, than it would a Harper, but absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt on that. Yeah. And also uh, MJ cutting a promo on Cody. Uh, he, he cut a promo basically ripping on his neck tattoo. Now, this neck tattoo that Cody got has uh, been quite the talk of, of the Internet. Um, you know, so it's his body. He could do what he wants, obviously. But even Brandy Rhodes uh, saying she didn't like it. Uh, Tony Khan was saying that Cody had discussed it with him before getting it. And Tony told him it might limit him for roles when he sends headshots and things like that. Um but yeah, it's a nightmare family tattoo right on his neck. It's a lot of people thought it was just a temporary one, but it is permanent. Um, what, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I saw it, I, man. I'm not gonna, I'm not a tattoo guy, but it's people have their personal reasons. And I think there's a, a lot going on with him as far as, uh, what this all probably means to him with everything that he's doing. And I know just from our time in WWE and, as much as I've spoke about all my personal stuff, he went through a bunch of a, a lot of personal stuff there, and, and with his dealings with them, and so I'm at a point where I try to uh, and evolved and have learned about myself, and I handle things and in, internally a certain way, uh, and he handles things internally his way, and that's just his way of whatever significance that has to him he wanted it on his neck and he wanted it to be visible and he wanted it to be seen and man i'll, I'll never like sit there and say oh i hate it i think it's stupid i'm not it's not it's not my tattoo it's not my neck i i won't get it on my neck and it's i let people are going to do what they want to do so it's yeah he, he gets people talking regardless but yeah it is very it can be very limiting but again at this day and age i mean more people have tattoos than don't have tattoos, I feel like. So. That, yeah, yeah, it seems that way. Uh, I remember Undertaker used to have that Sarah tattoo on his neck. Yeah. He ended up getting that removed. It took a long time. Yeah. and that, I mean, it's it's on a spot there that, that's definitely – again, though, it can be removed. Right. Over time. It's, it's not like it can't be done. <laughs> so, you know, he, too, and I know – I think he they have the wrestling school now, too, I saw with Cody – did they do something with the Nightmare Factory or something? 
Yeah, they're partnering with uh, I'm forgetting exactly who right now. But yeah, yeah, they are partnering with a, a wrestling school, which I think is going to probably be help with a little bit setting up developmental for them, essentially for for AEW, which everything when I saw that a couple weeks ago, I was like, very nice. I just think and I know it's like me with my Feed Me More brand. It means it, I created it and it means a lot to me. And he He created this, you know. You know, with the American dream with his father and he's he's the nightmare like I, I get it and it means a lot to him. And so and everyone handles it their own way. And I'll never be like judgmental on that as far as anyone getting tattoos. And do I think it's the best spot in the world? No, but it's not my neck and it's he's clearly doing fine. So. Yeah, I mentioned MJF. Uh, he actually made TMZ this week. Uh, he was at a uh, the the C2E2 uh, Chicago Comic Comic and Entertainment Expo, and he flipped off a seven year old kid at a signing. Uh, the father told TMZ that he tried to laugh laugh it off because he knew MJF was in character, but it really upset the kid. Uh, he said he knows that's MJF's gimmick, but he's only seven and doesn't understand. Uh, Cody responded said he was going to give uh free tickets to the dad and the son next time they're in their neighborhood uh he said the meet and greets are for everyone if they weren't they'd have a disclaimer on it or an age restriction mjf should have known not to do that s f around with adults sure but stay away from the kids uh tmc reached out to mjf for a comment and he replied f them kids but (laughs) (laughs) uncensored yes (laughs) uh mjf living the gimmick i mean you don't see that much anymore no if you do it so that's and again i'll never there is a fine line though with when dealing with kids i think and i saw this this and it clearly had the entertainment factor to it it didn't it it wasn't uh using derogatory words towards the kid or the family he was flipped him off in a, in a the way if you watch it and you see it you 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 see what he's doing and and who knows again, again f afterwards you do that and then you you tell the kid you're joking but you know, he I'm all for wrestlers and with with you want to if you want to get heat that you have to say things and you have to say things that get under people's skin and do things that are going to upset people and not a lot of guys are willing to do that to because in in this day and age with with branding and especially things outside of wrestling it could it could it can limit you. But I mean, if you're going to do it, go all the way with it and do it. And this isn't a, a case of I think he he's more than smart enough where he didn't do anything to to really harm the kid. Uh, right. You know what I mean? As far as like you little piece of shit, get the fuck out of here. He didn't say that. Like <laughs> where you're gonna you could traumatize yeah. a kid. It was with a little smirk on his face and flip him off for a little photo. And, and you know he he who's who's to say he didn't wink at the kid after. And then, you know, the dad's a fucking Mark. So, but Cody, <laughs> Cody handled it like they should have. And Co- they, they know they're all, they all know what they're doing. So the, the dad bitching, I mean, that was whatever. That's having fun. <laughs> I'm you're not, you're, he's not doing anything to, to you're having fun. It's, it's not the end of the world on that. And if you're truly, truly, you know what I mean? Like there's a way to handle kids and, and you, adult, it's a free for all, um, and I preferred it was at the father, not the kid. 
but right. whatever. It's, you think this is one of the cases? You think MJF would be one of those guys that quietly reached out to the kid and the father and absolutely. said, hey, if or he do you think to, he might protect his character so much that he wouldn't do that? I, mean, I think he, he could go either way on that. But I think, too, he knows he, he's smart enough to know, like, well, that guy's clearly not the guy you do it with because that guy would run right away and then say what that he did. You know what I mean? He put it out there. So that's what you can't. When you got people, you don't know who's going to do what and you're trying to protect your character all the way or – and it's not even a character. He just wants people to believe he's an asshole. That's yeah. and it helps. I think do and that's how you do it by doing things like that. And that if he chooses to do that, that's that's great. And it's it. I have no problem with it because he didn't cross the line as far as it wasn't. You're not going to do anything. It's not going to scar the kid. That that isn't going to scar the kid uh, traumatically. So, yeah. Um. Also, I mentioned Luke Harper. He's expected to make his AEW debut on the March 18th episode um, from his hometown of Rochester. So Harper on his way in. Uh, the Ascension, they are free agents now, too. Uh, it doesn't. We have an interview with Connor of the Ascension at Wrestling Inc. Uh, he talked about how basically they were not using them at all. They were just, you know, sitting around not being used. Um, but. You know, uh, they still wanted them to uh, stay with the company. Um, so it's kind of the sign of the times right now. Yeah, there, there's a lot of guys I know that I was talking to some people there. You know, I, I talked to, to to Joe Henning quite a bit. Not a lot, but enough when we've talked. We, we Just a little bit here and there. And there, There's quite a few guys that I think they, he, he was telling me a funny story. They were in the locker room and like it realized like he hadn't wrestled a match like in six months. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just laughed hysterically. And uh, but he and he and he's been used here recently. I think Joe was even on SmackDown there a week or two ago, <clears throat> randomly wrestling Daniel Bryan there. And uh there's a lot of guys, man, they're just not doing not doing a lot with. And I and I they it's it's been kind of the same group there for a while, and we've seen it in the past. So, yeah. um, I don't blame them for wanting. Well, they I don't did they, did they get released or did they choose to leave? So they only had uh, Connor was saying they only had two months remaining on their contract, and then they got released. So then they had the ninety day extension. So they actually by releasing them, they basically were tied in longer by by an extra month because of that ninety day non compete. Really? Yeah. Oh, and so that, was, that was similar to Luke Harper, too. He didn't have much time left on his contract. So, um, But I guess they get paid with that non-compete, so they're still paid their downside. So they got paid actually past their contract. They, they got paid for that once they were released, that 90-day period. The 90-day, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, interesting that they do that. And especially it sucks they do that for guys they don't use well either because like financially those guys don't do nearly as well as everyone else. So. Right. Um, I don't know what you do with them. The Ascension, they came in, they put them over on DX there, right? Early on, right. which right, is just yeah. crazy when you. No, uh, no, no. DX, DX beat them up. Yeah. Wait, did DX beat them? Yeah, yeah. They I were they... getting a push for a few weeks. They were squashing smaller guys, and then DX kind of squashed them. What was the match? I thought they had a big win early, right early on with Road Dog and. Uh... Oh, in, in NXT, maybe? No, I thought on the main roster. I thought they, uh, they went over on Billy Gunn and Road Dog the first time. Let me double check that because I remember. Uh, and then they there was some getting... episode where they got squashed, but you could be right. They could have beaten uh, Road Dog and Billy, and then it led to that. Yeah, uh, that because that was their la that was like early right away. 
I'm almost I could be wrong. I'm very you, interested to see if uh Yeah, let me double check here. Um they they do they bring the guys up and then they they look like cuz they had the run in NXT and then uh it looked like they were going to do something with them there and then I remember that and then it all of a sudden just turn where and I think it was DX or something at, after and then just not the same. Yeah, and I actually was going to bring that up for the the next topic, which is when you see guys that are getting push and then all of a sudden they start uh, they just lose like it's nothing. Yeah, that's usually the sign that you're on your way down. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing that with Ricochet now. Just, he, he'd been <laughs> getting a push. All of a sudden he's beaten uh, clean in a 24 seven match uh, by Riddick Moss after being squashed by Brock Lesnar last week. Um, kind of more often than not, you have fans saying, whoa, but this is just part of a story. There's a big comeback story for Ricochet. I was like, we see this time and time again, WWE, and I've never seen uh, guys elevated once this start happening. No, and it, it, it's odd where this started because as we saw, and we talked about the last week with Bobby Lashley, how I wasn't thrilled with how Bobby was being used to set up Ricochet to probably go up against Brock and get squashed. And then, sure enough, that was is as quick of a, it was a typical Brock match with the guys that they do, uh, just plug in whoever. And uh, and then the following night, I, I'm watching. I actually saw that match, and like I didn't know who the other guy is. I have no idea. I've, I think I saw him on what other thing? Is it Riddick Moss? And I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, Riddick Moss. He has a great look, actually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, and and I I thought for sure. Okay, they're going to put the twenty four seven title on Ricochet and restart the the build again, which would make sense. And then he lost on that, and uh, and I don't know. And I saw some things. They said Vince has given up on him, and you just kind of wonder. It's in WWE feeds us all out. Like what they'll do, and they do this to fuck with the guys because they know the guys read the boards. Mm-hmm. And they read everything. So they'll purposely put out this stuff to play fucking games with the guys, too, for whatever reason that they want. Whoever he pissed off or they're not happy with. And you got you have to ask yourself, well, where did this start? When did Vince supposedly sour on him? Did he sour on him two months ago? And this was the plan that they're going to get uh, one little Saudi match out of him with Brock. And But then you look at it and, like, the guys that they use, this is what sucks about there, how they just, like, Bobby putting him over. It meant nothing. That's what I hate when you that that was what I always hated up there when you are a part of that when it's not paying off for anything it just yeah. brings everybody down so and Brock doesn't get any higher and it's it, it, it fucking sucks yeah and we see it time and time again we saw it with Cedric uh, you you just see it over and over where you can tell when they give up on someone and it doesn't mean they can't come back from it but it's clear this is not part of a big storyline to build Ricochet this is. Uh, Quite the opposite. No, and I don't know, man. And he's he's a guy that has a great look. He's in mm-hmm. shape. He does cool stuff, and I think he's he's improved tremendously. I mean, you would want to keep him at a certain level, I feel like, no matter what. Which, then you know, they did it when they pulled me out of the top spot there. And, like, they always kept me at a certain level regardless. And then they would beat, heat it up and then pull it back. And it's – you don't ever yeah. want to go too far down, though, because if you go too far down – there's kind of no overcoming that. It, it's really tough. Where Jinder's one of the only ones they were ever, they've ever done that with. I feel like, and uh, even though there was backlash with it, and then he they brought him back down to where he's right. kind of settled in the mid 
card now, but even right. though it's up. But yeah, not it's not a good thing. It, it, it just sucks that we'll never really know why things like that happen. Right. Um, back to the Ascension, kind of the same deal. They had debuted in 2014. I forget they've been around that long. Yeah. On Raw uh, at the end of 2014, they beat Miz Dow and the Miz. Uh, beat up a bunch of enhancement talent, got some wins over Goldust and Stardust, then were laid out by DX in that skit. And after that, they've been where they're at. Uh, primetime players beat them just a couple months later after they debuted, and they never really, uh, they were never really pushed after that. So a long time on the main yeah. roster without ever. Doing so they did, did they not wrestle Billy Gunn and, and Road Dog? Uh, not on the main roster, no. I because I thought I was there for that. I'm I'm gonna this is gonna drive me crazy, Raj, because I I uh yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna look that up because that's gonna ascension. At least not in the beginning. Uh let's see. I'm trying to think of Yeah, it it, it yeah. I'm not seeing anything. So if it happened, it must have been. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to, to do too. a follow up on the story next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, a lot of fans upset about how Rick Chase being used. Um, WWE they announced JBL for the Hall of Fame this year. We actually at Wrestling Inc. had first reported on JBL being inducted uh, last month. Uh, so yeah, JBL. Um, JBL added to the 2020 class, which includes the NWO, Batista, and the Bella, Tw- Bella Twins right now. And it's expected that the British Bulldog and Jushin Thunder Liger will also be added. Yeah. No, JBL, man. And they grew up watching him and, and being up there and seeing him. I remember going up, they talked about like during Tough Enough and after being signed in developmental and, and going up to SmackDown when he was the, had the cabinet mm-hmm. with him and he had the championship and uh, – and all that with Eddie Guerrero and, and having the Basham brothers with him and stuff with, I think, was it with Batista too for a bit even? He, but he uh, he was yeah. the man up there and he reinvented himself and, and he had legitimate heat. And it was, uh, man, I, and I, I just, I, I remember that period very well because I was so new. And I just, I think it's, he's been there and he's done commentating, he's done well with himself financially and he's done a lot of other things. I think, I think that's a, a well-deserved um, induction. Yeah. If you look back at when he started, when he was Justin Hawk Bradshaw and then one of the blackjacks and then one of the AT, APA, I mean, his character changed completely, you know, many times. And uh, yeah. it seemed like one of those cases where Eddie Guerrero, where a wrestler could really help make someone and Eddie really did everything he could to make JBL and, he uh, he's been a big name ever since. Yeah, and he's played. He plays that big bully role well. Uh, well. And uh, and I, you know, there's all these stories on him and things you can't. People and I've never had, I I've never had one bad interaction with him. Now you could say, well, maybe it's because he he wasn't going to try. And he, you know what I mean? Maybe he picks and chooses who he wants to act a certain way with. I don't know. I just could say I was there for quite a long time, and when I was nobody in, up there, never once was he rude to me. Never once was he, and I never saw him act that way towards people. Now, maybe out drinking, and I know that it used to be a different environment up there with the guys uh, when they would drink, and I used to hear things on, like, Benoit would get really drunk and weird and, like, mean with people. And like, that's a guy that a lot of people don't, you know. And But there were a lot of stories like that always floating around. Now, did I ever see that? No. And I'd met Chris before, and Chris was nothing but, but, but awesome and, and respectful. So, um, and I don't know, I just, I, I always kind of go by my own experience and 
he's always been great with me in my time when I was there. He was always nice to me. I thought he uh, he typically would put me over during commentary outside of when uh, I was a heel and they were trying to get me. Uh, he would he would say a couple lines here and there from Vince and being fed by Vince. Oh, he's a big yeah. dummy or whatever. When when Vince was was pissed off over whatever, so but it was never. I knew that was never like he's just doing his job. Right. And uh, yeah, man, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, they announced JBL's. Uh, the the JBL announcement was on WWE backstage. It did its all-time lowest viewership, and it's beyond anything you'd ever expect for a, a show that has WWE attached to it. But 18,000 viewers on FS1. Now, it was up against Super Tuesday. Obviously, that dominated the night, but still 18,000 viewers is uh, a new level of low. I get more viewers than that when I just eat a little teaspoon of hot sauce, Rush. I know. <laughs> they should just, they should just run maybe you just eating Popeye's chicken. That just doing a hot sauce and then talking about the show, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> maybe me doing a little bit of the bubbly, reviewing it, and then, uh, <laughs> holy, holy hell. I mean, who was on the show this week? <laughs> JPL was on. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah, that was the announcement. They teased the Hall of Fame announcement, so you would think that that would have garnered you know, some interest. And then Jeff Hardy was on. It was his first appearance uh, since he's been gone last year. So it, it wasn't insane. like they didn't try. They, and they, they went from, I mean, the numbers, the low end was always like the, was it like 90-something thousand typically? Is, and it's usually 100 and something. Yeah, when it debuted, it did just forty nine thousand viewers, and yeah. then it, uh, lately it's been in that hundred thousand, you know, hundred thirty thousand range. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm actually surprised they haven't changed the night, like to after SmackDown uh, or, or something like that, where you could get a lot more people, you know, tuning in. The the night is clearly an issue. I, yeah. I think you, it, there's too much separation from it, and I think that is something that they should should look into doing. It, it never makes sense. I mean. It doesn't matter. Plug in any if you have Game of Thrones on and you're going to do the the review show on it five, four days later or five days later. Whereas you don't you do it right after when you got that audience already there because there's too much shit going on. You want to keep people's attention and when they're in that vicinity, you don't want to let them go and hope they're going to come back and they're fucking they're they're already their thoughts are already long gone a few days later. So yeah, that, yeah. not a good sign. No. And uh, XFL ratings were also down again, uh, double digits again. They were down 14% in week four uh, from the prior week and down 56% from week one. Uh, they averaged 1.38 million viewers among the four games, but two of those, one was on ESPN2 and one was on FS1. The ESPN2 number was actually great for that network. They did a million viewers and they, they rarely ever do anything like that. So That's a good sign. Yeah, so it's a good sign for ESPN2, but as for ABC, their number uh, was down 24% from the week before. Fox was only down 6%. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're starting to see the numbers settle. Uh, Fox is close to 2 million. It's not that far off. ABC uh, did one point, about 1.6, still beating a lot of NBA games and you know NHL and things like that. Okay. But uh, it is still on the decline, um, and, and we'll see where it settles up. And I know I, I saw something where I think it's 1.5 million is what they need to be profitable. I don't know if it if it's one is it 1.5 to 2 million? Or I believe I believe it was like 1.5 is what they're hoping for to get a, a decent TV deal, yeah. um, or that's the minimum. And then I think it's like 800 thousand on FS1 or okay. 700 thousand. 
So, so they're they still, are, I mean, they're, they're, they're still, I mean, we're, we're seeing a weekly decline. Right. And I think we have to see if, to see if that eventually reverses. And, um, you know, you, you ask yourself if, if the numbers continue to decline for the entire season, where do they, where, where does that number end up ultimately? We can, we can speculate on that all day long. I think this is leaps, just, just, I think this is being done so much better than the first round of this. So, yeah, it, I mean, there is, I, I don't know uh, where you're living, but do you hear people talking about it at all? No, but I also, Raj, I'm very, like, I very, um, I don't watch a lot of TV and my interactions, I don't watch sports in general. And right. like, if I, I'll, like at the gym, the games are on. I'll stop and actually watch it for a few plays just to see. And I, I did. I noticed, and this is one observation. It was on at, at one of the local gyms I go to here, a bigger chain, and there were several people actually watching the TV of like with the games on, where they yeah. were like they would an NFL game. So to me, that there there is interest in this. Yeah, there definitely is. So this isn't a lost cause by any means. And I want yeah. it's. I'm I'm, you know, from an Personal feelings aside, from just a, a business thing, you know, if it's it would be it'd be good for football if they they can make that work. So, yeah, and that's a good sign because Vegas they they don't have a team in Vegas out here in Denver they don't have one. When you go to a Buffalo Wild Wings or something, you will see it on. People are watching it, even though I don't really hear anyone talking about it uh, around here. But I you know, again, time. Yeah, and if they do end up successful, getting a good TV deal, expanding again, and opening up in new markets, I think that'll only help it up. You know, help absolutely. It out. And, I, and I definitely think getting into more markets and and you got it's it's like when you have debut a new wrestler, it takes time for people to start caring. Yeah, you can't just care about because you have a team all of a sudden. You got to actually there has to be some history with it, and that takes time. Get some maybe some old local stars or local yeah, local <laughs> yeah. Casino, something absolutely and, and and it's it's like AEW bringing out some of the legends the XFL starts bringing back some of the some of the NFL <laughs> legends yeah and uh, it happened at the games and no but that's how you sprinkling some of that dust on them and uh, it helps right yeah. Um, the Undertaker. Uh, so the two most popular uh, stories of the week on on Wrestling Inc. One was. The Undertaker with a rare tweet, uh, WWE had tweeted out, they created this gallery on their website of uh, women who have held a championship in the company. Uh, Michelle McCool took it as they listed the top 45 women. But, yeah, they had a, a big list. Michelle McCool wasn't on that list. Uh, she tweeted about it basically saying that uh, kind of saying that she's always kind of been treated differently because she's the Undertaker's wife. She's talked about it before that once her um, a relationship with Taker became public. She was treated differently. Uh, and then Undertaker, and then so WWE then went, fixed it, added Michelle McCool to the gallery, tweeted at her, uh, letting her know that they added her. And then Undertaker on Twitter, his first tweet in months, he uh, replied, it too little, too late, unbelievable. So. Yeah. It's crazy. What, you got Hunter married to Stephanie. Yeah at the top of the company that there's, and she's not, she's probably, she, I've known her. She came up with, through with uh, deep South wrestling. She used to be my neighbor back before she, she had her husband when she first got there. I think he lived in Florida and, and would come and visit there occasionally. And she literally, our doors were right next to each other. The, the townhouses we had in McDonough, Georgia, and uh, just a sweetheart, 
great, worked hard, busted her ass from day one. Like in Deep South, which was a man's territory down there, like of there was very few women down there. Her and Angel Williams were were the first two, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And um, she's always worked really, really hard. And she never complained or bitched or anything like that. And uh, so I can understand her frustration from that stuff's not done on accident. You just don't leave somebody off. And it, it just sucks that that kind of stuff goes on. And what we see it in that company, it doesn't matter who you are with Taker, like with even with Taker, like Vince, the moment they don't think they can, like they, the, Vince, he doesn't have ties to anybody. He's not emotionally, we've seen it, he long term employees there where he just fires them and they, they do it in a really shitty way. There's no loyalty at all. It, it's an odd thing. So, and Taker's getting there towards the end. And I don't know. I just, I, it's nothing surprises me. And it, it's again, it, it's more for her personal than anything. And, you know, I've been left off with so many different things now. It, right. I, don't, I don't, it doesn't, I don't give a shit. So, yeah. she, she had, does. And it's, you know, I'm glad they fixed it at least. Yeah. She had a memorable run yeah. as the Divas champion, Lay Cool, all that was. Uh, she was figured in stuff. heavily for quite a quite a while, man. And I, I don't like this whole the Diva thing where they like, I feel like sometimes, uh, I feel like the, the women of today should be beyond thankful for these other women. And because uh, these other women were the ones that dealt with all the bullshit. The women yeah. of today aren't, they're getting. They're, they're, they have a lot more opportunities, and it was because of all the bullshit all these other women went through. And these women, and I'm telling you, were doing the shit these girls were doing back when I was coming up and, and not getting, you know, it, it was, yeah. it, they, they, did, they did a lot to help with what, what is go, currently going on. It, it is interesting that you never hear Sable mentioned. Like oh. they never talk about her. You never hear about her being thought about for the Hall of Fame. You think it's something where, Brock and Sable just don't want their personal lives, you know, don't want that out there anymore or or it just seems really odd to me. Yeah, I don't know. And, and also she was reaction wise too was as over as anybody, especially most her music would hit, Yeah, for a yeah. female yeah. blew away all these other girls reaction wise. Like she was you know, I I remember clearly and, and seeing in person and hearing her reaction to the men's and I was like, "Wow." Like it was, man, could just be a thing. Brock just doesn't want her, doesn't want her mentioned. And right. I, why would they, they have the money? And a lot of people, you know, once they leave to, they don't care about the being, they, they want out of that wrestling bubble, the bullshit. So, right. You know, uh, and speaking of Brock, uh, the last story I got here, this was actually the most popular story on wrestling Inc. this week. Uh, Brock, uh, he, after he was laid out by Drew McIntyre on raw, uh, Drew was, you know, Claymore kicked him at the top of the stage. While Brock was laid out, he yells to Drew, uh, pick up the belt. And Drew picked up the belt, and then the crowd went nuts. Uh, it's just one of those uh, cool little things you don't really see that often. Brock kind of breaking character, kind of, you know, uh, and helping another guy out. And, uh, yeah, the video's on Wrestling Inc., but, it's yeah, this was the most popular story of the week. I actually did see that. Yeah, and it's just sometimes you get out there – Caught up in the moment, Drew's getting a a nice push right now, and uh, and leading up to WrestleMania, and and where that goes, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they pull the trigger on him or if this is just another another match for Brock. Um, Drew's never been in that inner circle, so like I said, if you're not in that inner circle, it's really tough to get to get moments. But um, it was uh, 
it's always nice to be able to, I remember they had me do it with John where I had to pick up the title there after WrestleMania to go into that program. And they, they, they don't, that is something that is directed by Vince. They don't want just anybody doing that. And it's for special moments to hold the title up, to get that visual of the audience seeing you as champion. So, and it, but it was nice for whatever reason if Drew, I mean, it was so quick after I didn't, I don't think Drew forgot necessarily, but Brock for whatever reason wanted him to do it right away. And, and Drew did, you know, so it looked like, do you think it might have been a case where he wasn't supposed to pick up the belt and Brock called an audible? Could be. That, that's yeah. an, very possible on that. And if that was Brock's call, then yeah, that could be, um, you know, very, very possible. I'm not there, so I couldn't say either way. Because it, it was so quick that I don't think that it didn't seem like Drew, I was watching it, it didn't look as if he forgot anything, but how would we know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, it was, uh, it created for a good visual, though. On that, yeah. it's nice. And Brock is man. I've met him multiple and talked to him. He's he's a good dude. I think though you have to have Brock's respect up there. And I think it's and he's. I've I've never had any issues as far as anything with that. But I did want to ask you because I know because and I was reading this and with everything going on with WrestleMania, the coronavirus stuff. Oh yeah. Oh geez, I totally forgot. No, but because <laughs> my it's. This thing, it's starting to spread here in the States, and I think the media and everything is, is definitely uh, hyped this up to, to, to create ratings and for stories. But um, we're seeing the spread of that here now, and I, was, I don't know. Yeah, so um, there are two cases now in Tampa that showed up, and that's you know where WrestleMania is going to be. Yeah. So uh, this is starting to spread. The Arnold uh, Classic was canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you got Disneyland in Tokyo closed. I mean, it's uh, I, I, have, I mean, you've seen Ebola and SARS and things like that, but nothing like this where these big events are being uh, canceled. Uh, Eighty seven thousand cases, I believe, in the world so far uh, and just starting to spread in the U.S. Uh, WWE, they issued a statement on the coronavirus and how it could affect WrestleMania. They said the health and safety of our fans, performers and employees are our top priorities. And we are monitoring the situation closely with our partners and government officials in Tampa Bay. We remain committed to hosting WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday, April 5th. And like other entertainment properties in the U.S., there are currently no plans to cancel or postpone our upcoming events. Uh, Scary stuff. Uh, You know, uh, there was the in the news, Donald Trump was meeting with, uh, you know, his health advisors who were saying that uh, a vaccine could be take up to a year and a half if they develop one. Wow. So uh, this is one of those cases where it's not something that they're going to come up with quickly. No. And I think it's important, though, for people to understand. This is obviously you want to want to control the the spread of this. But healthy people typically aren't dying from this. It's the people and people die from the flu every year. And there's far worse things going on. I think, though, that this is being hyped. It's creating uh, fear in people. And, but the people are dying from it, though there it are. It is a two percent, two percent. But typically, it's, it's the people that would would that have weakened immune systems, right? The respiratory and, illnesses, yeah, in, infections, and different things, and, and more susceptible to that sort of thing. Um, I think WWE, I, I well, the Arnold Classic just got canceled this week, and they they canceled it like the minute before. And there's a lot of people that were unhappy with it because with flights and hotels and. You got to understand it. And I'm being impacted by this now with my interactions with China. And I just, I went to go put an order in for some stuff 
And they're like, we're not doing business right now. And it's right. like, shit, you got it. Like how, how deep is this going to go from a, and it'd be real easy to say, then jump on Vince. Like, Oh, he's a piece of shit. He needs to cancel this. They're far enough out right now where they, they're probably going to keep an eye on this. I would dare say probably till the week before. And yeah. they're going to have to make a call eventually now, because this thing is, we saw there was a, there was a case in Washington State. Then all of a sudden there was like eleven, and then right, all, and five it, deaths now. Yeah, yeah, where, and then there was somebody that had it that they tested for that was supposed to not go out, that was supposed to stay isolated, that chose to go to a, a fucking business function. I saw, and then uh, spread the disease to. There was another one or two people that, that got person should be put in jail. Yeah. So this, but you got to understand now that's going to happen with, and I knew that was going to happen here. If all the places for that to happen, it was going to happen in the United States with how the mentality that, that people have here. From a wrestler standpoint, man, what, okay, it's in Tampa now, and now they're going to bring people from all over the world to this location. My thing is if I'm a wrestler and I'm a performer and they choose, and this is just, and I'm speaking from the talent, and I, I've talked to a couple people, and I, I the talent believe that WrestleMania is possibly going to be canceled from, from what I have been told based off what we're seeing. I certainly hope, now Vince chooses to run this. I'm not going to, because it's a business and they're going to take a huge, it's going to definitely impact a lot of things. You have to protect the wrestlers at all cost. You have Access, there should be no fan interaction with the wrestlers during WrestleMania. If they choose to do this, wrestlers should only have to show up to WrestleMania. You go in, and if you're going to do the Hall of Fame, you keep them away. You keep all the talent away from, from the, the audience like as you do, which even that is, you know, I think you have to be really protective of the wrestlers from, from a business standpoint if you're going to go through with this, which I have a feeling he's going to try to go through with no matter what. But it, 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 he's going to have to be forced to say no if it does happen. We're going to have to wait and see up until the week before WrestleMania to see if this stuff starts blowing up widespread. He's going the, the pressure is going to be on them. Like you guys can't run this. But if he does, if for whatever reason they do, I certainly hope they cancel access at anything where you have interaction with fans and wrestlers because that is you have to protect the wrestlers at all cost on this. Is, is even though I don't think this is nearly as serious as you don't want to take any chances. All right. So. I don't know if they, and do you think they'd cancel it or do you think they just hold it in an empty stadium? <laughs> you know, like that, that's what they're doing in Japan right now for baseball games. They're, really? they're doing it with no crowd. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. I never thought about that. That's yeah. um, so that it's not a complete loss. Right. Yeah. That, that's very possible because if this is something, this isn't one of those situations where, you could just like, well, we could reschedule WrestleMania for a week or two or later. This is this is could only get worse, quite right. possibly, with the way that. It, and here's my thing: is we went from having like a handful of people that they brought back here, and there were no cases of it. Essentially, everything was isolated to like four or five, six people. Then all of a sudden, it was fifteen people. Then all of a sudden it was 35 people. Now we got 100 or 200 something people that are infected here. And we have people that are now going out and interacting. Once that starts and it's popping up in all the in different states now, we couldn't control it when it was just a handful that were isolated. This has gotten out. So it, 
Do you think we're going to be able to control it now? We couldn't control it when only 3,000 people in the world had it. We're approaching 100,000. Right. That number is, it's, and I've watched this just, it's getting worse and getting worse and getting worse. Yeah. It's scary. It's like the, how those like outbreak and 12 monkeys, like how those movies start out. It's, it's no joke. It's, it's, it's almost upsetting in a way that we've, it's even gotten to this point because Mm -hmm. it it felt like it, 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 shouldn't have been able to and it makes you just question what's really going on and the fact that they're saying a vaccine you know it it could be a year year and a half away my thing is this thing is it's it's a virus it's i don't think it's it's more serious than other things but not everyone you don't get it and die necessarily there's a a small percentage with that but business the, the life if if business starts being affected by this and you got the stock market and, and things. It's it's not good. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of different levels, and it's going to affect everybody. So I don't know, man. And I, I don't want it be easy for me to say, oh, I hope it fucks over Vince because of my personal. <laughs> I don't. I don't want it right. to on no. that because it it, it it's going to impact so much more than just that. Yeah, so. we're seeing the markets where the Dow was near thirty thousand. Now it's uh right around twenty six as we're recording this. So oh, I know, I know it. <laughs> It's not, like I said, it, now my business and there's things, it, it's going to affect things on many yeah. different different levels. And it, it, that to me is scary. Now, is it one of those things where we, it starts spreading and then we see that, you know, it's not nearly the death thing. It stays at a certain percentage. It stays at a couple, one or 2%. And okay, it's not the end of the world, but how long does it, how, what's that period, you know? Right. And there is a, one scary thing is they're saying once you get it, it doesn't mean you won't get it again. It's yeah. not like it's like strep throat where you could get it again. So it, it doesn't comp- like it's not like everyone in the world could get it, you know, and then it's gone. Um, yeah. No, it's, it, it's spreading of a new virus. And it's right. and there's a lot of unknowns in this. And uh, I, it, with wrestlers, too, the amount that they travel, I would be, you know, I don't know, man. It, it definitely is a. And you got to you got to think too. All it takes is just one wrestler to get that, and right. that shit is going to spread to the entire locker room, right? Really quickly. On that note, scary stuff. Wrestling in little uh, bump gas suits. Right. <laughs> They're like in the with the, the Randy Orton the, the gas mask deal, just or the Dean Ambrose little gas mask. Have the full body suits on. Like Lock up, boys. Those yellow suits when they make meth. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would be. I was talking to Stu Bennett, and I said, maybe if I come down there, and uh, maybe because I wanted to go down there just uh, not for the wrestling, just to go have a drinking night with Wade, and uh, and he's like, I'll come down, and then but we were talking, and and then we were talking about some things, and but quite a few of the talent think that WrestleMania is going to get canceled, so. Yeah, well, we'll definitely keep yeah. a, an eye on the situation. It's, you know, we're a month away, uh, a little month, you know, month and change. Yeah, we'll have to just wait and see. But, oh, Raj, thank you as always. And uh, anything you want to plug to go ahead and wrap up this week? Uh, yeah, just keep checking out WrestlingInc.com, all the latest news. We got uh, interviews, like I mentioned, with Connor from The Ascension, uh, the, the Saudi Arabian journalist, Mr. King, who uh, talks about how Super Showdown went down and all the news from that, all the medical masks they were selling outside the arena. Um, and yeah, just, just tons of interviews. So keep checking out wrestlinginc.com. Good deal as always, Raj. And thank you guys very much for listening. Feed me more. Feed me more. May you rest in peace.
Hulkamania is running wild. Yeah. I said give me a hell yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Woo. Shoot it, Glace. Wrestling report. <laughs>